Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I know we spent a lot of time talking about technology and electric vehicles and energy transition on the on this show, which I think is very important because it impacts so many uh, facets of our economy, our government, and, and our personal finances as well. And one of the things we've obviously seen over the last few years is the growth of uh, the EV population here in British Columbia. Uh, a lot of folks buying electric vehicles. You can probably see it in your own neighborhood. You can see it in your parking garage. Well, today I was reading the Wall Street Journal, uh, and a st- an article caught my eye. General Motors, it says, is abandoning a self-imposed target to build 400,000 electric vehicles uh, by 2024. Uh, the paper says it's the latest sign that automakers are concerned about the viability of the market for battery-powered cars. Now, GM had planned to produce 400,000 EVs over roughly a two-year stretch by the middle of next year, but abandoned that goal. Its chief financial officer, Paul Jacobson, said today, uh, it was saying that it, uh, it's a slowdown in the market for battery-powered cars. Now, EV sales in the U.S. are still growing at a faster clip than the broader auto market, but the pace has slowed and the prices that automakers are commanding uh, has weakened. I think it was a few months ago we had a story uh, focusing on um, the fact that uh, Tesla had cut uh, the price for uh, for one of their vehicles uh, by about $10,000 and Ford had cut uh, the price for its Ford Lightning truck. Uh, as well. Both vehicles, by the way, still not cheap compared to what uh, you can get these days, but they certainly had significant, made significant cuts. Joining me now to talk a little bit about EVs and whether or not we should still be betting on EVs is Jeremy Cato. He's an automotive journalist at CatoCarGuy.com. Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Hi, Jazz. Hi. So what does this tell you? What goes through your mind when you're reading? And I sent the article to you. What are your thoughts? What do you think is causing this? Uh, EVs are too expensive. I mean, that, that's the way it is. Um, the, uh, the average uh, EV for sale in Canada right now is moving out at $73,000 a unit. Uh, and that's about mm, $25,000 more than the average household can afford, according to Scotiabank's recent study of, uh, of household affordability for, for electric vehicles and regular internal combustion engines. So seventy-three grand is, is too high, and even though... As, as we both know, uh, you know, the operating costs of an electric vehicle over the life of the vehicle are substantial, and you will get your upfront costs back. If you don't have the money up front, you don't have the money up front. And remember, with interest rates surging, those 0% finance deals of just two to three years ago are all gone. Yeah, that make, you make a very good point. Um, so this is a case of a, an emerging technology, new technology. You got the, uh, the folks that really want to get by the EV and can afford to buy the EV, buy the EV. But that, that next level of customer is, a, as you say, uh, may not have the finances, may not have the dollars, uh, and may be a bit skeptical about the technology in regards to um, you know range and all those types of things. So, what do you think is where are we going with this? Is this a question of just readjusting for these uh, automakers, or is this something deeper? 
Uh, it, well, it's a very big, good question because the, the products are there and they're coming with a very, very fast cadence. I mean, I, you know, I, I test a lot of cars and I probably would say every other vehicle is either a, it's got a plug. It's either a plug-in hybrid or an electric vehicle. And the technology is great. I mean, if, if you or anybody else were to climb into pretty much any EV, you'd really enjoy the driving experience. It, the acceleration is quick. The ride is quiet. Um, the responsiveness is, is terrific. I mean, it's a good experience, but then you start living with it. Um, you know, the, the range is on the best ones, maybe around 500K. Um, but I was just testing, um, you know, an EV last week, and I, I did a, a video. You can find that on my YouTube channel. There's a shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where I drove up to Squamish and stopped at a few tourist sites, and I got to Squamish. There's an Electrify Canada station there. And with four uh, charging stations, uh, the first two I tried didn't work. They, you know, I called the company and they said, well, try one of the other two that's there. <laughs> and on the third try, the third try was lucky. So the living with EVs is a challenge. Now, if you have a 240 volt in your house or in your garage uh, available to you, then that eliminates a lot of those problems. But I, I live in a high rise down in Lower Lonsdale and my building doesn't have a uh, any charging docks in it. We're working on that. And the one fast charger just around the block from me is often very busy. Hmm. Now, the conversation we're having in regards to General mm-hmm. Motors and um, it's saying it's not going to meet its mid-2024 target of 400,000 EVs uh, sold uh, also comes uh, at a time when um, just this week or just actually t- yesterday, Chevron announced that it's spending $53 billion dollars uh, to buy Hess Corporation. Uh, it is a corporation involved in oil and gas. Um, and last week, I believe it was, Exxon Mobil announced that it was spending $60 billion uh, to buy Pioneer Natural Resources once again, also involved in the uh, traditional fossil fuel industry. When companies like Exxon and Chevron, companies, let's be very blunt, uh, you know, the market capitalization of two to $300 billion, essentially companies bigger than most you know, governments, um, are actually betting on fossil fuels, there seems to be certainly within their analysts saying the fossil fuel economy is going to be around a lot longer than probably what governments believe they are, number one. <laughs> and number two, it does speak to the aspirational goals that governments have probably won't be met. No, well, I mean, there's there's about 1.2 billion uh, vehicles on the road in the world today. They're not going to stop running t- tomorrow mm-hmm. or by, you know, 2035 when the goal of the Canadian government is to have 100% of new vehicle sales, all EVs. So there is going to be a market for at least the next 15 to 25 years and a big one for gasoline and diesel. And And that's just the reality. And to go back to the price issue... Rich economies like Canada, the United States, uh, the European, most of the European Union, and even China um, can afford EVs, and we will, we will most likely, I believe, in Canada and the U.S., just subsidize the heck out of them uh, as time goes by. Um, but if you're in an emerging country, an emerging econo- economy, say India, um, the, 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 uh, the average uh, take-home pay of an Indian household is about, about a sixth of a Canadian household. Um, so if we can't afford EVs here, 
what will the 1.4 billion people who live in India be looking to? Well, they can't afford them either. So it, this is a global problem, and it doesn't have any easy solutions. But I know one thing that governments could do. They could do two things right away. They could invest more aggressively on creating the infrastructure uh, network so that charging doesn't become an issue for people like me and who would be willing to buy an EV. And two, governments could invest a lot more in transit um, that would that would encourage people to get out of their cars in the first place and have easy transportation. And there's there's some new studies coming out about that as well. Um, so we've now segued, sorry, Jess, from cars to transit. But I, I really believe that transit is one of the big solutions, and, and it's very hard to get governments to invest in transit in this country and and, and in the United States, too. Yeah, and it's part of the challenge. We, we've been doing a series here uh, twice a week called The Next Million, looking at what Vancouver will look like uh, by 2050 with a million more residents. Uh, and we do have uh, Translix uh, CEO Kevin Quinlan joining us next Friday to discuss uh, just that very issue. Now, getting back to just for a moment, yeah. the EVs, the, the 400,000 number that GM said they won't be hitting. Sure. Uh, do you think it's time, ta- like in the next five years, we're going to see a lot of shaking out going on? I mean, it's all well and good for Elon Musk to talk and sell his uh, Cybertruck and other vehicles. But with more competition coming from China, more of these traditional uh, car companies getting focused on EVs, that something has to shake out here to the point where A, Tesla is bought or sold or another company is sold or somebody gets out of the EV business. I don't know. But it looks like the industry itself also needs to be to be shook up as well. Yeah, I, I think I think for sure you're going to see a lot of the startups. Uh, we've already seen it, like uh, Lordstown Motors um, is gone is gone away. But, you know, which was a darling of, of the startup uh, business three years ago. Uh, Rivian is another one. While you see some Rivians on the road, uh, another EV startup. Uh, you know, they don't have the economies of scale, and and the investors aren't willing to plow the money into it. So I think what you will see is the big global automakers like Ford and General Motors, Daimler, BMW, uh, Volkswagen Group, Toyota, they, they can afford to subsidize their EV development and production and delivery costs through the sale of other vehicles. And so you're, you're, I think you'll see a shakeout of the startups with Tesla. You know, Tesla's got a gigantic market cap and is very profitable. Um, it's not going away. But Tesla, even Tesla Jazz, is struggling. It, it just announced its earnings and sales uh, five days ago. Tesla's revenues are down. Sales are down. Uh, profits are down. Tesla's announced that it's gonna, uh, not going to move ahead very quickly with a new factory that it was going to build in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk himself, the great sainted Elon Musk, has already admitted that the Cybertruck is a disaster. Uh, there is going to be so much upheaval. In the, in the vehicle marketplace over the next five years, it, it, you know, anybody who predicts what's going to happen is crazy. But, but one thing we can be sure of is that the big companies that are well capitalized are going to survive. If you're a startup EV company, good luck. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeremy, uh, thank you so much for your time as always. Oh, my pleasure. We'll do it again.